oh, my phone is here, though. But no, Jake. Yes, Bob. I don't like Gwent. Dude, no, seriously, it's you have to find. There's a specific rhythm to it, right? So here's what I have found. Like, there's a way of finagling it because you know you only have so many cards to use, right? So I usually play it by ear because the very first round the computer tends to come out pretty hot and heavy. So I let them come out hot and heavy and play like basic bitch cards and let them win the first round on purpose. So put down all your ones and whatnots. Yeah. Let them win the first round up to, you know, let them put like five cards out and you not really use a whole lot. Even if you're skipping your turn, whatever it is, right. Let them put those cards out, and then you can just uh, you, you can forfeit the card. thing. You can forfeit the thing, right? And then you hit round two, and all of a sudden they're five cards less than you are, and they 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 blew their load. Yeah, but uh, I get I get Jake, but at the same time, dude, it took me forever to figure that out. Like it. And going back and playing it now, like I'm trying to get back used to it. Uh, but no, dude, that was that was my go to uh, strategy in Gwent. Yeah, I I get I never really was. I don't know that. I think I know what it was, Jake. What? It was missing something. Yes, that's what it is. I was like, I know that music, and I was trying to. I think, I think that's kind of what it was. Like, as as much as I, we know, I have issues with Final Fantasy VIII, but uh, Triple Triad, which also had some weird issues. I think it was the snaps. It's that having having those snaps in your freaking head constantly when you're playing. Like, fuck yes, fuck <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. yes. But not uh. So, uh. I haven't a, a little precursor. Hello, dear viewers, and welcome to this long-awaited episode of Brothers Quarrel. That's Jake. That's Bob, and nobody else. Because <laughs> guess what? Fran is sick as shit. Oh, she's only like, like maybe seven zero. tenths of the issue, Jake. <laughs> the other one is. Five o'clock hard stop. <laughs> well, dude, I know. I had forgot that the fight was this weekend. So, you know, if I'm like, look, if we're going to do two o'clock, cool. I still have the five o'clock hard stop. And that, you know, from two to five is still doable. 2.30 to 5 is kind of pushing it. But I was just letting you know, I kind of have a hard stop. But well, next... granted, I could have strung that out. But I kind of want to watch the preliminary fights that start at six. <clears throat> And really, whenever it comes down to it, it's still weird for me to watch fights that's not with you and David. Because, <laughs> dude, we would have fun. Sure, we would get at Buff get to Buffalo Wild Wings at three o'clock in the afternoon. But, dude, that was a fun hang. Yeah, those that actually was, that were, was a good time. I will admit, I absolutely love the fact that we were playing D and D, and you're like, "Hey, you guys want to go to the fight?" We stop, we go to the fight, we come back, and we finish D and D. Yeah, that was that was Chef Kiss. But so. I don't know when the next episode, when the final bit of that of the game's gonna come Hopefully out. Next which Saturday. I liked, I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. It's been fun. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm sorry, I still love my acting. Of course I do. That was so bad, That was Jake. dedication to a bit, bro. No, it wasn't. That was you feeding lines to Nicole. Dude, you that's texted called her. role-playing, yeah. son. No, it isn't. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's complete that, role-playing. That's not playing a role. Well, technically, yes, it was. Because yeah, you you're gave playing her a role lines. while playing a role. No, no, you gave her lines. Yeah. Like, this is the role. I want you to be my fucking Allie. I want you to be my John Stockton, okay? I am going to. Postman Carl Malone this shit. <laughs> and yeah, you know how long it took me to realize that, you know, the the artist Post Malone is a giant fucking dork? Because <laughs> I think that's how he got his name. The Postman Carl Malone. You never know. That or he played a lot of WoW because there was a man uh, there like in uh, and God, what's Stratholm? One of the bosses is Postman Malone. Which also is a reference to Carl Malone, the postman. But so interesting fact here. <clears throat> anyway, I'm trying to see it. I'm not picking, so as long as it's still showing that my meters are moving. It actually you already have... isn't. Did you unplug it? No, I don't think so. Okay, how about now? There, you go. there oh, we go. Wow. Hi. Maybe it did. Maybe it's slightly unplugged. So hopefully you never you didn't say anything important in that ever since. Oh yeah, no, I totally thing. didn't. Oh wait, it's you. When the fuck do you? But. Um, what was I saying? Um, oh, since you brought up WoW, okay, put a pin in WoW because I actually have not. Oh, <clears throat> fuck. Yeah, it's yours Still is super. Not. That's you. Oh, okay. I was looking at this light. Sorry. You're looking at the light that says that you're. Ca- Man, it has been a month and a half. It has. It's been a while, dude. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I haven't played any of 8.3 yet, and okay. it's because of a very specific reason. Dude, I've been playing a shitload of Old Republic. Like, nice. a shitload of Old Republic, dude. Like, so I've been kind of thinking about it, and I can't remember. I want to say that I had re-upped the sub before I saw that Mr. GM had been playing it, like, on stream, which is really funny because, of course, he made a bounty hunter and he called it Dandelorian. Or was it, what was it? Yeah, Dandelorian. Because <laughs> his name is Dan and it's like, oh. hey, it works out pretty great, right? Um, but yeah, anyway, so um, I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give it another shot. And dude, I have. I've kind of enjoyed like being back in that space even though it sucks like you know wanting to hit b for bags instead of i for inventory and then oh dude i've been playing a fuckload of diablo and i've been doing the same bullshit yeah it's it's insane it is insane that i keep doing that but no that 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 happens uh but yeah i've gotten uh everything like my lowest level characters a level 11 because some of them had been kind of lower like a level one or a level eight and stuff like that um, and I was like, well, I could just like do all of them to where like my lower levels all have their, um, all have their spaceships, right? But then I was like, you know what? I am kind of enjoying playing my bounty hunter, and I'm kind of enjoying the story. So let's do a little bit of that. I played some of my Shocking Jedi Knight this morning. I played a lot of my Jedi Knight this morning. Um. The the um the Sith Inquisitor, which I have I set up as an assassin. Story. 
act one is a slow burn until the until the prestige until you get that reveal yeah at the end but <clears throat> i will never i mean i hated kimmy cakes as a companion until he ate that bitch <laughs> I still call him fucking hair lip Steve all the time <laughs> and Kimmy cakes, but I, I, I tend to, I, okay. I, I love him just cause I keep calling him hair lip Steve, but, <laughs> but no, like it, uh, act two is great. Cause you're, you're just running around finding awesome stuff to make yourself more awesome. And then right. you like realize, Oh, uh, you're starting to try to realize or work with the whole you're the reincarnation of your ancestor and shit. Right. And <clears throat> I'm just looking. Oh, to make so sure that I'm way it's good. safe. It doesn't. If yours doesn't peak anymore, you can yeah. see it. Okay. Yeah. I was just that way. I can just keep an eye on it. Oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> but not. Nah, uh, and then act three is just. Sith dickery. It's just Sith fucking backstabbery. It's. And instead of like being the whole council, kind of like how the warrior story is, with this, it's it is completely like just one guy you pissed off back in Act Two is just spending their whole time just being a fuckhead. And you're like, all right, guess I'm gonna take your seat on the council, bitch. Yeah. And there's only one problem with the Inquisitor storyline, Jake. Harkin doesn't die. Really? Interesting. You never kill Harkin. You never come back and kill it. That is one of the few things I spoiled for everyone when I was like, when I was on, uh, it's always going to do that. Jack. I know. It's You're just, just picking just, up and I was just. It always does. Okay. It's part of it. Anyway. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I would actually sit there, like when I was playing back on Korriban or so on something, I made sure to burst people's bubble because they they were one, like everybody's like man i can't wait till i kill this motherfucker i can't wait till i kill it. it's like hey guys hey guys the story's great past act one the story is one of the best stories it's just it's act one is kind of shit yeah it's you nothing no you're fucked bo you're fucked bo you never kill him the only story on there that had in my opinion that's pure great trooper act one you get betrayed yeah. And you build up a new team to fuck those guys up. I can't remember Act 2. Yeah, I think my... I wish I could remember like, Act 2. Trooper, as in, like, the commando? The trooper. The yeah, trooper the story, yeah. One. Uh, I can't remember how far I ever made it even in Beta, but I think currently I'm at, like, level 11 or 12 with mine. That's not... But not... Like, I, I damn, I really would... But it's... Oh! Act two is uh getting a you're built you're building alliances, but not in the boring way that the consulars is. Yeah. It's you're building alliances, getting these groups together, getting this army together, and act three is just you dumping all the fucking people that you got, like the Corel like the Corellian, the end of Corellia. So good for a trooper. You just run in with all the people you brought along the way, just like like, oh, God, they're about to get us. Like, not today, friend. In, like, a squad, a pilot squadron that you saved back on, like, Tanan or some shit. Not Tanan. Tanan is is Draenor. Tanaris. Not Tanaris. Terrace. Terrace. Tanan jungle, not juggle. 
like uh the dude from fucking like uh some people you say like terrorists or some shit comes by and like just like not today friend and saves your life and it's just so fucking fun that fucking that that just that siege that siege the oh it's so good and i love i love the trooper story so much so much so that what got me disenfranchised with the game was how alara came back it was just uh because because they have no money anymore. Yeah. They have to live off their fucking microtransactions or EA is going to kill them. Yeah. So basically the, like if it isn't like one of the th- people, one of the people everyone loves, you're fucked. Like when they come back in the story after the five year, the t- five or 10 year gap, just, Oh, hi commander. Would you like to continue the relationship? Sure. Okay. Goodbye. Like, dude, and the Eric Jorgen one, like his 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 whole mission thing is so fucking good because he's gone rogue kinda. He's no longer, you know, the the good boy, the good good kitty boy. Right. He like he's gone sassy. Like right. he's he becomes like a, a freaking like a hitman kind of thing for the Republic. And it's it's really cool. He's doing all this wet work shit that he originally, you know, wouldn't touch. And his is just great. And if you fucking romance him, it's awesome. But no, it's I just oh hi hi Commander. I was like oh fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. That sucks. But I totally forgot that Satil Sean was in Old Republic. Yeah, as a character, I totally forgot all about that until I started playing some more as my Jedi Knight. And there was like some of the council people that sh- that showed up, and she was one of them. And I was like. Oh yeah, I forgot she was in this because I think she plays more on the Jedi consular. It seems like you maybe were re- closer with her. I forget. I but. don't know, Jake. I have made three consulars and gone through none of them. One of which I made under the direction that the only way to make one, to make a good consular is to pretend you're Jean Luc Picard. So I made Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, he good. He pretty. And I still couldn't even go through it. Dude, I I'll just kind of like half-ass role-play them in my head. Like my bounty hunter just totally just like completes the contracts and is like flirting with everyone that the option pops up with. And I'm kind of doing the same actually with my, with my uh, Sith Trooper. Um, my, my, uh, sorcerer is a, uh, Republican informant. That's how I played in my head. If you're going to make a, a betrayer in any of the Sith, why the hell wouldn't it be your inquisitor? Because they're a yeah. slave. Yeah. They doing all this shit or they'll die. And you're like, dude, yep. dude, fuck all y'all. So. So I have this whole, whole really intricate, like how you have a family tree on your yeah. legacy. It's intricate as fuck. I have Licious here in his, uh, in his, the Von Trapp family singers, all of his adopted kids that he fucking just found on the battlefield and raised all like war orphans and shit. And, uh, then on the other side, you have, you have, uh, you have my inquisitor, <clears throat> Who in my canon sent his daughter off to Licious 
because she's force sensitive and she's my Jedi Sentinel. Like, yeah, it's a complete, like, in my main hub, like, <coughs> the, the, Nar- the Narshada, uh, a stronghold, the, when you first get in there, it looks like I, I, I told me Kay, like, he'll know what it, what it, what I mean by the way I have my thing designed when he first gets there. The moment you get there, there's a half naked Twi'lek dude just fucking working it in your face. It looks like a normal Nashada resplendent, just pleasure palace. Right. A little bit further in, guns everywhere. If you get to this point, you're dead because it's a secret uh, Republic listening station. You go a little bit down further, you'll see like just this whole, like I set up like these awesome, like I have like a burned speeder just on like one of the entryways because there's like a turret right beside him because it shot him down. On the other side, there's a fucking Rancor. It's somewhere in it, a bunch of people are just playing D and D. I'm sorry, uh, they're tactical reconnaissance. <laughs> like I, I had, I, I got deep into the head cannon with this game, which I know we've talked about on multiple occasions. Yeah, we have. But bringing it back to Gwent, <laughs> uh, twenty no seven, uh, uh, about fifteen minutes ago. Uh, have you seen the Witcher show? Nope. It's not bad. I need to watch it. I've heard it's really good. It really I just haven't bad. sat down to watch it and yet. It, I had to watch it for the perfect reason. I had to see if that whole Tosher coin, it was actual, because I'd never actually heard the song. It just kept getting referenced everywhere about how addictive it was. Like, I got to kind of say, it kind of is. It kind of is that addictive. Really? Let's put it this way, Jake. Uh, there's a line in there. Which refers to the Witcher as a friend to humanity. That dork ass. Let's have clicky teeth. Thank you. <laughs> just, just find random shit and put it in your gob. Uh, and it it as as dorky as that line is, it doesn't turn you off of the song. And it is belted, like it was like this was a fucking song that should have been in Captain Planet. But no, it's and okay. So I watched that and I I haven't touched my Amazon my uh my Audible subscription in a while, so it's just been like accruing. So like you know what, I end up playing a certain The Witcher up again, The Witcher Three, and fuck is that game beautiful? I. I hate that that game is so beautiful, Jake, because CD Projekt Red basically treats their employees like they're fucking indentured servants. And I feel so sorry for them. In fairness, that's most of the video game development studios. And and with that mentality of like, well, what did you expect from a game? It's like, no, don't be that. Don't be that horrible. Like, found out that that Cyberpunk's going to be pushed back until September. Sure, it sucks, but I was like, you know what? Hopefully it means that the development team can, you know, slow it down a bit and not die. Nope. They're all going to be working mandatory overtime for the entire fucking time. At least 100-hour work weeks. Like, fuck. It's a video. It's meant to bring people joy. Do not kill your fucking staff. I hate that they make such good games. They're fucking treating their people like hell. (laughs) But no, it is so fucking pretty. And the voice work and everything is great. And it was so good. 
I downloaded the fucking... I bought the first two Witcher books on Audible, and the first one is really good. I've heard that the books are really, really sharp. And they that they're, do they're have some really good, good shit. And, and seeing how... Uh, you know, listening to some of the stuff that's in The Last Witch, the first book, and watching the show, all I can say is, like, man, the people who did this show took their, like, took as much time as they could to make it look, be as perfect as possible, not in word, but in spirit. Because you had to have this huge overarching story for a season. A season has to meld. It's not an episodic adventure. The story of Geralt is a long and overarching one. And there is a problem that you have to keep in mind the whole time you're watching is Jake, they time skip. All right. Yeah, I've heard that the time skipping can kind the, of the cause story people with to Siri get lost. Is the end of the story, but everything that's happening is in the middle because you have to you have to know who these people were when they got to where they're at. So you have different stories going on their own paths in a way that work. Once you have that feeling, you're okay. It's not that it can be a little jarring when you see freaking uh, you see an ep- the episode where he's freaking uh helping a king out with like a, the the striga that's in his place, and then the next episode is set to well before that because he's at a fucking royal party as a little kid so it's just this whole this whole just fucking clusterfuck that you have to keep an eye on but one of the best freaking scenes and like and but it was it's great like it because you uh the story is a lot different in the uh than how things are like there's a banquet episode that uh uh yaskir gets him to goes like hey i need you to be my bodyguard to this and it's like, fine. And the crux of his personal story happens at this. But in the uh, in the book, it's just, he was, it starts, it starts with him getting, you know how uh, the Witcher, uh, after the intro, you're basically sent, uh, you're sent to uh, the king of Nilfgaard and getting shaved. Yeah, that's how the that's how the story starts, pretty much. Except without the gentleman, well, my It's just the guy who's like, "Hey, we need to make sure that you're clean, you're set up, and you have to wear this." I'm sorry, you're at a banquet. You can't have your weapons. <laughs> it's, it's he's less pomp about his his uh, chamberman chamberlain is less fucking uh, douchey about it. Just like, hey. I can't tell you these things. And then when he tells him something, he's like, hey, I can't tell you more. What I just told you was a favor for you. So stop fucking prying, bruv. It's great. But, and uh, and it's nice because you had to have this eat everyone meeting. You have to, you had to have in the story, the uh, everybody grouping together. And it is nice. I would definitely highly recommend, Jake, after you watch the series, yeah, get the first book. Get the first book on like Audible or something. Listen to it as you're at work. I'm just checking my period. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like if you see someone check their fly, you have to check your fly. Uh, <laughs> it reminds you that your dick may be out. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, dear viewers, since you can't see, Jake's phone beeped, so I looked at my phone just to see if something was going on with my phone. There you go. Now you know context. But yeah, uh, it's nice to see how they took 
and how they're telling the the proper story, but trimmed down with cutting as little fat as possible. In some instances, changing everything, but losing nothing. It is really cool. It is really, really fucking cool. Because like the next last episode is, man, they changed fucking everything about that. It's like a dragon hunt with like three different groups vying for the prize. And they changed just fucking literally everything to the point to where... And, and you know why they made a lot of these cuts? And it's solely because of budget. Like, I'm sorry, we can't really do that. We There's no way we could do that. One of which involves fighting a dragon on an open field with an army that just gets fucker baited by the dragon. <laughs> but no, like, I highly recommend and then get and then listen to the first book after watching the first season because there's this really, really great portion that I hope they end up putting in the second season. He's just, uh, Geralt's just wandering the forest, gets into a, uh, a, a castle and sees this awesome little flower and admits everything. Then this boar beast thing comes out and just starts snarling. And I'm like, get out of here. And it's the beast from beauty and the beast, basically, because a lot of this shit and, and if uh and if you're I, when you do watch it, the the villain in his story, the bad guy, is Snow White. Interesting. What the fuck? Did it just dip out again? again? Yeah. It just, yeah, it's showing back up now. But... Okay, I'm sorry. I think it might be the line. It's fine. I hope. Uh, sorry, having some technical difficulties here. No, y'all. it's all good. So, Bob. Yes. I. I'm going to show you something without context, okay? Okay. Now, I do this on purpose because, <laughs> no, there was a show. I can't even remember how I found out about this show. Um, Like, what led me to it? I, I don't remember. I can't, I can't tell you exactly, okay? But I saw something. But so did you, you say something? You, you know me. Sometimes... Like, it takes something like, it takes something strong to kind of unnerve me, right? Okay. So, let me see if I can find this real quick. Um, okay, it's not showing up on here. So, let me do this. Um. Now... I'm gonna turn this down for now, because I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you this without context, because what I'm gonna show you is what shook me. Okay. What are you chewing on, Andy girl? Okay, I'm gonna show you something. Okay, and again, it's without context. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay, just give it a second. Okay, okay give it a second. Oh no. Okay. Here. And notice the cemetery. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Why are they so half our family is buried there? Ain't isn't it? The, yes. Yeah. Yes, that is the family burial. Oh, part of it was because of Nicole. That's where I kind of came up okay. with. Okay. So Nicole, blame Nicole on this, all right? Because she had posted on Facebook, she had listened to a podcast 
Oh, yeah. Called like um, Unknown Universe or something like that or Mysterious Universe, something like that, right? And the guy, so this show, it was actually on Amazon Prime, but it started out as a YouTube series. It's called Hellier, right? So the the husband-wife duo that started the, the show were on that podcast. And in Nicole's posting, she's like, why didn't like all my people from back in, you know, why didn't all my family tell me that there's all this craziness that kind of goes on? And, you know, like all the different urban legends and shit like that, right? Rural legends. <laughs> I do. I, do. I, am, really oh, I am bodily to your right. Would you hold up your left hand and go wide left? Anyway, so the first season, they spend their time, like they go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is where like all the Mothman stuff goes on, because these people, they're more like into that. Not like paranormal, like ghost shit, but like any of that type of stuff that just that's really odd occurrences. And actually a lot of it that they end up doing kind of veers more like um, extraterrestrial type stuff. Right. So they go to this small town in Pike County called Hellier. Right. Because the um, the husband, he receives an email Saying but that, also, Jake, that was a tautology. I know. They're all small towns. I know. So um, he receives this email, and they're like, look, this is of the utmost urgency. And he's talking about how there's creatures that live in the caves. They're on his property in Pike County, okay? And that, like, they would come up and scratch the windows and tap on the windows and, like, scare his kids and all this other crazy so shit. I don't know. Well, they, they kind of tie some of it back to the, I think they call it the Kentucky Goblin, like a story from the early 1900s in Western Kentucky, because it sounds like there's a lot of these legends that revolve around the Mammoth Cave system, right? And of course, you know, Mammoth Cave runs fucking everywhere yeah. all across the state it's, and into Tennessee. It's a Mammoth and, Cave. Yeah. It was top. It was it was named by the least poetic hillbilly out there. It's like, man, that's what mammoth of cave. Yep, pretty much. Hell fire. So that that whole first season, they're like even trying to talk to locals, and locals are telling them stories. Like, apparently, I'd never, I don't remember hearing this, but apparently, Pike County has a lot of like UFO sightings and shit like that. And I don't remember ever, you know, really hearing about that, even on, you know, Lexington yeah. News, because they're like, fuck it, it's Pike County, so why are we going to talk about it? Um, so they go and they do, like, all this whole little investigation stuff, and it's really interesting, right? Like, I'm naturally skeptical about all that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that all of it's impossible, right? But I'm just heavily skeptical, Right. Because impossible is is kind of a strong word for the vast majority of everything in life. OK. In many instances, I'm going with impossible. I'm sorry. You, there's little goblins living in the cave, scratching your windows. Bro, y you got bats. I don't know. Or anyway, big fucking moss. So here's the thing. So for the second season, they received an email from a woman in Somerset who was a teacher who was fired because basically she stumbled upon like one of the Somerset secret societies, boom, alliteration, right? And like they caused her to lose her job. Like she was fired as an elementary school teacher. She's in jail there at the Pulaski <laughs> County Correctional Facility and all that stuff, right? 
So she's telling them about how they sacrifice animals and potentially even people like the amount of missing people that go missing in Pulaski County and all that other stuff. Right. So in her email, she mentions like uh, how um, she lived not far from Hellbridge Road. Right. Which I was like, that road's not even called Hellbridge. I thought that was just Chapel Road because whenever you turn onto it, you turn onto Chapel Road and then you drive up to the chapel, right? Anyway. And you're going to get married. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm watching this episode and earlier, like a few minutes before uh-huh. it shows the chapel, shows like Somerset Eye Center. And I'm like, hey, that's where we used to go for our, you hey, know, Jake, for our. Close your eyes. You can smell the place right now, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's weird. So, like, and they're fucking panel ass walls. <laughs> so I'm watching this and I expect stuff like that because it's Somerset and, you know, it's not like you're going to see a whole bevy of yeah. a New lot of shit. stuff. Yeah. But, dude, I'm sitting there at work and I'm watching this and I'm kind of into it because it's really, really interesting. The way they tell the story, the way they do their investigations, everything, it's really, really engaging, right? So I'm sitting there watching this and they're driving up and I I can tell they're driving up from this like here's the chapel and they're driving up this uh-huh. way instead of straight on and then i see the chapel and dude i just get like the coldest of cold chills <laughs> that just run across my body and i had to pause it i had i literally paused it took my headphones out and sat there and had to gather myself and i think it's just because i, I i'm not sure you weren't why. expecting to see something that so personal the, and jake did you for some reason get one stuck in your head as well because no. personal i don't know about you but many times we were heading there and one started playing oh really so if i hear one i start thinking of driving down that road to the chapel really yes interesting yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have. It's so odd. But like that's for whatever just... reason, I saw that, and it, dude, it it broke me. Like it really did. I was like, I don't even know if I can finish watching this episode. <laughs> I'm looking at Wesley's chapel, and I'm looking at our family cemetery while these people are doing like their little investigation and everything. And dude, it just for whatever reason, it just fucking broke me. I was just like. I, I, I've got to, I've got to stop watching this for a period of time. It just, for whatever reason, it just fucked me up, dude. It really, I have no other way to put it other than that. And I sent it to Nicole. I was like, look, you've got to watch it. And here's the timestamp. And she recognized it. And she's like, no way. She's like, I've got to watch all this and everything else. And dude, and I, I know part of it is because of where it's just so personal. Right. Because, yeah. um, I mean, y- you do. You expect to see shit like the, the nasty ass lake or see them driving down 27 past fucking Walmart. You just expect those type Stop of things. Stop save a lot. <laughs> but what you don't expect is out in the middle of fucking nowhere, White Lily, see our family cemetery. Th- that's what you don't expect, right? And so they're talking about how, like, there's caves nearby the chapel, which I know there is because Mikey was talking about it whenever we were out there huh. last spring, right? And they're talking about how there's caves and how potentially, you know, those caves might be used for some of like all the secret societal meetings. And I'm like, well, that would be pretty fucking point on for Pulaski County because, you know, you just want to do it out in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, which most of it is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, um, again, take two steps off the fucking highway. You're in the so, middle of nowhere. So, um, they start talking about you know like maybe there's a cave nearby, but my I realized while watching that Mikey told us while we were out at the cemetery last spring. He told us about how him, I want to say him and Jackson, or maybe it was him and Ronnie, I forget what the situation was, went out there to go hunting one time, and somebody told them that they wasn't allowed into the woods and into the area. Like, there's just this old guy with a gun and told them that they needed to turn back. And so it was. It was just something like, yeah, it could be coincidental, right? Whatever. And also... You don't need a secret society in a religious-ish town. You can just say it's like, oh, hey, yeah, the church. They have, like, they're, like, full of aldermans and fucking uh, whatever other weird title I've been at this church for a while is given. Yeah, deacons. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They're they're deacon the fuck up. So, there you go. You got your secret society. So that podcast I was listening to... That husband and wife, even though I don't remember it being shown in the actual show, also mentioned that there's a lot of UFO activity off of Highway 39. And I was like, that shit must be like on the more southern part of 39 because I don't remember shit. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, but, dude, it's... It's one of those things, and again, I'm not saying like I'm all on board or anything like what that. What do they mean by it, off of 39? Like, like as in, in the area UFO of Highway 39. Set up by that goddamn, just set up by the fucking <laughs> by by Pearl's Market. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're just getting repairs, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, Jake, that's not 39. Yeah, it is. That's Highway 39. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought I was thinking of. Uh, a pulse discount. I'm sorry, no, dude. Yeah, they're just set up by fucking pearls. <laughs> so there's like, I know one of these fucking uh, Pepsi's is gonna give me a free one. Like, Pretty much, bitch. right? So fuck. So they do mentioned not drink the milk. Hey guys, hey guys, put out a blast. Nobody in the UFO drink the milk. You're fucked if you drink the so milk. So they mentioned that, and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And then there was one other thing that showed up. That was also kind of like really close and personal. I didn't get the timestamp. I need to go back and find it. But whenever they're coming down I-75, because the the married couple, they live in Cincinnati. So all they, you know, they take 75 down. It shows like the exit sign for there in Mount Vernon to go to Somerset and everything else. And stop the, off at the Wendy's. <laughs> the the camera pans to the phone where they're using Google Maps. <laughs> and they are Three miles from Highway 27 on Highway 70, which is roughly the same area where Cody had his wreck. Oh. So, dude, it was one of those things where there were so many, like, little things that were really, really personal. And you like, don't expect to ever see encapsulated. Yeah, dude, I just, for whatever reason, like, all of it, it was just so... Kind of like how you have, you you most likely had this thought, like, if somebody were to make a, like... Just use for an interstitial B-roll of a movie of someone like dejected and driving down the road, 70 would be perfect for it. 70 to 27, that gap, that bit there taking 70 to 27, just because 
there's just something the curves the there's fl- something you've got straightways and, and, and just personal about it and to see it in something yeah it kind of it pulls you back it's like wait 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 i'm observing media but the media that i'm observing is history for me but what the fuck like yeah you have that but dude no the chapel hit me harder than the for whatever reason like the chapel and cemetery hit me way harder than that i wasn't paying attention to the road i thought it was going to be a jump scare i thought you were trying to dick me no so i was looking like okay where's the jump scare happening no there was no jump scare it's just it as soon as i saw that white building and i saw Wesley's chapels. I saw that sign, dude. It did. It just fucked me up, dude. Yeah, I it was just, just like, I was just staring. I was like, I'm sorry. See, you had the primer of knowing they were in Kentucky. Mine was like, okay, it's a road. It's a road. Where's the jump scare? Who's growling, Oliver? Oh, it's like, is that fucking the chapel? <laughs> like, so they like, and then they like show the graveyard. It's like we're probably looking at four of our relatives. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. So, and then like the little cabin that they stay at there is off of Pump House Road, right there <laughs> off of 39, yeah. along Buck Creek. And they chose that place on purpose because they're like, well, if we wanted to try to find caves, this creek is, you know, from what we hear is pretty perfect. They go, they show like downtown Somerset, you know, they're over by the fountain and recording some down, of this will, stuff. Downtown looks pretty. Dude, downtown's gotten that, that really nice. That where the fucking fountain was. Yeah. It's pretty as fuck. And then, so right there, so you remember how if you're looking, if you, the fountain's behind you, how the Citizens Bank was on the left-hand side? So down that main drag, remember oh, how Virginia oh, okay. Cinemas sorry, was on the left? You see, we were thinking about, oh. I was looking at it from literally the opposite oh, side gotcha. you were. See, my idea oh, was coming, you were yeah. looking toward the courthouse. No, well, I was looking at the fountain, because technically the front of the fountain is where that gotcha. is, but- so yeah. I was seriously so, I was staring right there at on, you in your mind's eye. And I and I I'm just going by because yeah. of the um the landmarks. There's I guess there's actual a paranormal museum like there in Somerset, huh. like right there in downtown, not far from the fountain. And they were talking to the guy who runs the museum, and he was talking about how, you know, in Somerset it's known that, you know, some families are more connected and kind of run the area and so for me i'm looking at it and i'm like look i grew up there i know part of it is that there is there's just some families who are more in whenever it comes to pulaski county that's that's just all there is to it right that's why there are some that you would say just run the county right now as to whether or not they're sacrificing animals and all that other stuff I mean, who knows? There's less weird shit that it happens in Pulaski County. It could just be a luau. <laughs> no, that's Bob. That's come not, on, you don't sacri- You don't call Bob, it sacrificing a pig. For- <laughs> I'm just saying. It, okay, fine. It's a fucking barbecue, man. It's a, they're fucking roasting a whole fucking spit pig, man. But you have, like, I'm sorry. Uh, the reason people go like go missing all the time, hicks are fucking scary. All right. Also, there's a chance a coyote ate you. Also, there's a chance they ran away. Also, there's a chance they got super high, walked into the woods, and then a coyote ate them. So whenever Nicole first posted it on Facebook, my first thought went to like the Kino monster, right? Like that whole uh, rural legend. No, I don't know what that is. So 
<sighs> Remember, I barely talked to anybody. Jack. Right. So it's just uh, just outside of Burnside, or is it in between Somerset and Burnside? If if I was driving so on burn. South Twenty Seven, just on Burn. If I was driving on South Twenty Seven, I can see it and I would know where to turn off. I think it's south of Burnside, like before you get to McCreary County, right? There's a road that you take, and there's you know there's train tracks that run all through that area. So there's these train tracks. There's three different bridges that go over this train track or the train tracks. And one of them is like 400 feet above it, dude. It's a fucking trip. Last time I was out there, I was like drunk on Jim Beam. So me, Rodrigo and Ryan McMurdo were all out there. And me and Murdo <laughs> fucking split a fifth of Jim Beam and drank it all between uh, between uh, Eastway and and the, the bridge, dude. We killed that uh. fucking bottle so quick. Anyway. You captured that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the legend always was like there was a train accident that happened under that bridge, and if you threw shit off the bridge, like it would catch fire before it hit. You know, of course, it's all bullshit because you know we tried it. We threw a Jim Beam bottle. Um, hey, any beer? Um, so, um, but. Part of it with the Kino monster is what you're supposed to do is on that exact bridge, you're supposed to stop in the middle, right? Leave your parking lights on and turn your car off, okay? And supposedly the Kino monster shows up, which the Kino monster was always described as like, think like half goblin, half Jersey devil kind of thing, right? And uh, when really it's just... Because uh, probably a coyote. No, no. Well, I mean, and, no, no, not a, well, unless you just want to call an old guy on a motorcycle uh, a coyote. Because supposedly it was just somebody who lived nearby who was tired of kids going out there and throwing shit oh. off the bridge. So it was an old man who would wait for people to do that, and he would hop on a dirt bike. And get on his dirt bike and ride out and scare the shit out of him with a gun. <laughs> now, that didn't happen whenever we were all out there, so I can't confirm or deny. I can deny. It I can only has say, to happen twice. It's true. And then he probably stopped because people were going specifically for him to razzle. So I can tell you that everything that we threw over the side did not catch fire because, you know, they're like, oh, Even, there's still like despite, so much shit in the air. It's a high flammability. <laughs> yep. Despite it being highly flammable substances. Yeah. Yeah. And even flipping a cigarette over the bridge, like there was no Which great like poof. just brought up, just lit up everything that you just threw. Yeah. Which didn't happen. <laughs> but I thought it was going to be something like that. And then there's like some train tunnels where the thing is, is if you back into the tunnel and you drive slowly forward like you see faces on the walls. And it's just like the way your headlights the basic, play. The basic, not every, the, yeah. every tunnel has Yeah, that so thing. I just yeah. expected shit like that, right? I didn't expect the shit that they covered. Now, you should watch the show because it is really interesting. And it's kind of, I, I almost want to say fascinating just because what they do. I'm not saying that all of a sudden, you know, I'm a tinfoil kind of guy, right? But... It's it was, fun trying to figure out how those stories came to be. Yes. Yeah, like finding the the, the truth that's in the middle. Right. Because like that, you, uh, someone, they, seriously, there's a monster that'll come by and fuck with you. 
the origin is a guy would come by and fuck with you <laughs> and people who were just, you know, fuck cra- like had adrenaline like fuck adrenaline running through their body or super high. Yeah. Saw that as, oh, there's a monster. Oh, I got another Annie Slobber head. Why? Good job, Good job. I'm so uh, proud of you. Every dog I go to pet, it is just half Annie Slobber. But, so, the thing is, like, even though there's two seasons, you should at least give it a watch just for the interesting fact of it. Like, the episodes are anywhere from like 20 to 50 minutes long, right? And then there's, I think, 10 episodes per each season. So it's not like really, really long. And it is on Prime, like both seasons. Uh, so you don't have to worry about What's like it YouTube. Hell yeah. H E L L I E R. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it's it's just I'm interesting. But it is like still just thinking about seeing the chapel pop up, just Yeah, that that if you're looking like you're looking at like just man, interstitial B roll of your life. Yeah. And I think drive that's... by the eye center, smell it. <laughs> so I think that's part of what kind of messed me up because you know, one of the things they talk about like from the very first episode of season one, they talk about synchronicities, you know, those things where they happen so much, it's no longer coincidence. Right. And so, I mean, and it's easy to kind of get lost in all of that because then I myself am trying to find those things that, that are no longer coincidental. There's multiple spots on this dog. That's Annie slobber. (laughs) So I think that was part of it just from where they do talk about synchronicity so much that I, you know, I start seeing those myself because I'm like all of the, you know, you do you know sometimes how like whenever you're consuming media, how you almost feel like something is direct, like directed at you. You know what I mean? Or at least you've at least heard of that phenomenon. Like, where that's happened to people where they're like, look, I was reading this and I felt like that, you know, it was meant for me or it was directed at me and that sort of thing. Uh, Well, okay, Jake, you're also talking to the wrong person about that. That's true. Like you could be staring at me saying, Bob, this is for you. And I think you're fucking lying. (laughs) That's true. I am. I am the revert. Like if solipsism is, thinking you're the only real person in existence and everything else is a uh, illusion. I'm the reverse of it. Yeah. I think everybody else is real and I'm the fake one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, nah. so because of that, I think that's why it was easy because there were so many little things that I started to feel like it was, it was like it was being directed toward me because there's so many personal things in there, but you know, that's not just me. Like the chapel is personal to you. That's personal yeah. to Nicole. It's personal to a lot of people, Which at least within our family. Say, well, and also we just expected that nothing ever would come out of that town. I mean, hell like, well, a sheriff was assassinated because he fucking wanted to be actually talk a about fucking, that uh, from a, from a mob. So and it's it's barely even touched on. They actually anything. talked about that in that podcast. They talked about how oh, please don't tell me that they thought he was gonna blow the lid on 
No, Sam I, Catcher was killed I, because he I, was skimming off the top. I know. Oh, and you know what I also and then found out last year? the guy running against him because he was going to actually crack down on something. Sammy Catron was a distant relative of ours. Yeah, everybody was related down <laughs> there, Jake. True. I think he was... He, uh, I can't remember which side it was, but yeah. Like, even Sammy Catron was... Probably related to the Taylor side, because that would explain why Dad's such a fuckhead. No, that's Turner. Was it Turner? I thought yeah. it was Taylor. No, I, no, no, no. It was Granny care. or Papa that mentioned that he's... Yeah, that it's one Everybody's of those sides. Everybody's fucking related. Yeah, it's true. But I don't know, man. It was, it was like you mentioned. It was we'll a never B roll. <laughs> it was a B roll of yeah. my life. Is kind of what it felt like, and it just fucked me up, dude. <laughs> it did. It fucked me up so bad, and I was like, I want to talk to Bob about this. And it's like, fuck, we're not recording, but I want to talk to Bob about this. <laughs> that is cool. That is cool. I'm glad you brought something to the table because I had nothing. <laughs> but no, you should. I mean, I'll try to give the show a try. Yeah. I'll try to uh, I'll try to remember to watch the show. I, re- I remember your alien phase, so but I couldn't remember if it was more of it, like a mockery phase or if it was more like, well, hey, this is kind of cool. I thought aliens are real. I you want to know honestly, part of it was because one of the only friends I had was into him. Like seriously, yeah, my only fucking friend. But. What really cemented it was the Men in Black episode of uh, X-Files because that was a thriller. There there are a few episodes of, of X-Files that are just great. Those that The fucking creepy cannibal episode is beyond amazing. No aliens. It's just a bunch of inbred people who keep their mom trapped under a bed. Fucking awesome. And then, like, yeah, the, the Men in Black were just like, at any point, someone will show up, and he thought you have. They'll fucking know about it. Not because it's super special ESP, because they're just watching you. Yeah. That idea what? of just, what, that, that just fucked me. Straight fucked me. And so, yeah, it's it. everybody has that idea. I was like, ooh, what if there's things out? Oh, she wants a pet too now. Oh, of course. It, but really, it's statistically phenomenally impossible not that they exist of course they'd exist because it'd be ridiculous in the vast infinity of space we're it we're the special ones fuck that we should not be the special ones dude that's extremely improbable yeah I'm not gonna say it's impossible but it's very very improbable only slightly less as impossible as us being alone is those people out there being able to find us. Because, again, the vast infinity of space. Bitch, you must have, like, the type of the type of ultrasonic travel you would have to have would explode galaxies. Like, we would fucking notice that. Like, if people came by, like, well, we'd notice it about 50 years later because, you know, that's when we'd see the galaxies implode. But, no, it, it just, it, yeah, nah. Yeah. I do like the theory that it's not space travel, it's time travel. Yeah. That it's people like like interdimensional time travel. Yeah, yeah it's just like it's because that that can cause the the shape of the cer- of the yeah. sphere does the centrifugal force the Which I it's, mean again stupid but it's more plausible someone traveling back in time than someone able to travel the vast, 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 yeah. vast, vast, this is Well, see, that's one of the things that they talk about in there is that they approach it more from like an interdimensional 
travel type of aspect instead of just like across the vastness of space kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like extra planar, not extraterrestrial. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. Like, yeah. So, dude, you should just watch it because it is interesting. Even if you think it's bullshit, the way that they the way that they tell stories and the way that they frame it is fucking beautiful. Like it's it's really damn good. So you should totally watch it. Just give it just for shit and giggle. <clears throat> but yeah, dude. So many doggies. Alrighty. And with that really poignant segment that I fucked on, I I did a I did a I did a, oh. a word salad on. Um my weird extra like explodey galaxy thing. No. Anyway, any who's it. That's about going to do it for this episode of A Brother Scroll. Hey, Jake, after a month and a half, you want to tell them where they can get at us? Believe it or not, we can still be found on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. Oh, shit, I just punched Pip <laughs> in the face. I'm sorry, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, shit. Which one of you farted? And I'm asking that of all five of you. <laughs> it wasn't me. Oh, damn. Oh. Was it... <laughs> is Annie? Is Annie still down here? Because oh. she gets. Because she Was gets it that. Did I accidentally press Pip's she... fart button? Because <laughs> oh. sometimes Annie's has oh, that like is... hot rubber band smell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Pip because it's in my mouth. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on your preferred uh, podcast listener podcatcher thing. So there's iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Pod Pod, Pod Pod Bean Bean. That was pretty funny. Yes. Also got an email, brotherscroll at gmail.com. You guys want to hit us up on there? And you know what? As an outro, as an exit thing, I would like to make a call to action. Another really good internet uh, comedy system is fucking crumbling because Facebook dicked an entire generation. Uh, College Humor's gone out of business. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And they've been doing some phenomenal stuff. So if anybody can, I swear it's really fucking cheap. Get a subscription to Dropout because that's still going. They they allowed like the head writer to buy the company to own the co- so it's it they no longer have a parent company. They're no longer going to be as as uh, well set up as they were. But some really good con- uh uh really good uh content. Of course, there's a shitload of good D and D stuff. Like really good D and D shows, and just fun shows like Jake. There's a uh, you know the Secret Hitler, right? That that game where you have to like guess who here's secretly a fascist in the game. Oh no. Okay, it's just it's a nice little game that really should have a different fucking name because hey, guess what? We thought Hitler was gone. The fascists were gone when this game was made. They're right. back. So they have a version of that game called Paranoid, where two people are really fucking high. 
One person is a poser pretending to be high, and one person's a narc trying to figure out who the high people are. But it's just around like just a fun little game with like figured out like who is ripped off their nuts right now. It is really goddamn good content, well made. So please go out there and get a dropout subscription. There you go. I did something because oh, this is a great fucking hey, great content. So I forgot to tell you, I actually did something Kickstarter. I actually put some money in on what? Attack of the Dock. Chris Gore is making a documentary about Attack of the Show. Yeah, he used to do the DVD Tuesday or the DVD. Oh yeah, that guy. Doosday. Yeah, he was like, he was actually the head writer. I think he was at one something point. like yeah. that. Yeah. So he was uh, put it up on Kickstarter like the back from when it was a yeah, uh, like when it he, was he, when it was uh, was it Tech TV yeah, live? Yep, and all that shit. So he's gonna like do interviews with everyone. I mean, I've got a patch that says like Attack of the Dock nice. official crew member and a bumper sticker for his that's really film company, cool. but. Is it still going on, or do they have, like, post-kick? I think it's done now. Um, I don't know if there's a post-kick. I'll have to look. But um, I will get a a copy of the movie, and I will also get an invite to the screening, which should be January of next year in L.A. How much did you give them? It's like 120 bucks or something like that, 125 Yeah, because I'm like, dude, that'll be cheap going to to L.A., and I could go to the premiere and go to the party afterwards. The the, the ticket... Going to LA, I know. Yeah, I know. It was just to be able to go. Period. I'm like, I can get to LA. That's not a big deal. That's cool. Yeah, I've never put that much, but I think I have put like eighty in a couple. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, dude, you know what? Because I could totally get myself to California and go to the premiere of that. That would be fucking dope. (laughs) Yeah, and the after party, shit. Yeah, I'm all about that. You know me. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, you're a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I could just stay at like. Um, I could just stay at the, uh, um, like the Navy Gateway Inns and Suites there in Port Wyneme and just drive to LA. I don't give a shit because that'll be cheap. Well, staying there would be cheap. So, <laughs> uh, and with that, we here after trying to get you all involved in some shit that's, we actually are adamant about being good for you. We here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. And after all this time, you still have the same attitude, and that's not how you win an argument. Okay? <laughs>